Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Welcome to episode number 64 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. My guest this week is the one and only Robin Linders, also known as Grill Girl. Robin is a grilling expert and blogger who has made multiple television appearances. She's also a cookbook author and animal lover, and her enthusiasm for food, and especially barbecue, is obvious, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. But first, a couple of quick notes. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com to see the full lineup of great shows. I've been talking about it, and there are less than 10 tickets left for the Two and Out CFL podcast live event during Grey Cup Week here in Calgary. It will be on Thursday, November 21st at Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack, and I'll be the MC for the show. Travis and Ty will be hosting other CFL podcasters, and the main event is the brisket eating competition, hopefully featuring Zach Evans from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, as well as Booker's general manager, Fallon. Tickets are $15, and that includes your first donut drink and a donation to CFL Fans Fight Cancer. Come on out and help us support a great cause. Check the show notes and social media accounts for my uh, podcast and the 2 and Elt CFL podcast. And I do have a couple of tickets to the event that I'll be giving away in the next few weeks, so keep listening. The Canadian Barbecue Competition season has come to an end for this year. I'll be keeping an eye on the... Uh, CBBQS website at www.cbbqs.ca for the rankings and team of the year announcements and we'll update once that info is available. Are you tired of paying bank fees when you can't remember the last time you went into a branch? You spoke and ATB listened. And they've created a no monthly fee digital account with a line of credit that makes banking work for you. Want digital banking that works for you? Sign up for an ATB no-fee all-in account. By doing most of your banking digitally, you'll avoid paper fees, monthly fees, and get unlimited digital transactions. It's 24-7 banking at its finest. Visit atb.com for details. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here uh, in the Eat More Barbecue Basement studio, and I'm uh, via Skype, joined by Robin Linders, Grill Girl. Robin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, really excited to have you. Um, I kind of like to start out by asking people their background story. How did? Uh, what's your background barbecue story, and how did you become Grill Girl? Yeah, so, you know, um, I'm from the South in the U.S., so I've always loved to cook. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I did some dabbling in grilling, maybe in, like, my 20s. And um, let's see, you know, my, my husband, when we first started dating and this was, gosh, we're hitting our 10 year anniversary this year. So oh, congratulations. I guess about 13 years ago, uh, he had this old crappy grill and I went to go use it once. Um, I think he was out of town. I was, I was trying to use his grill and you know how you, you always, there's always that person that has that, excuse my French shitty grill that yep. sits in the back of the yard and, uh, the starters rusted out and doesn't work anymore. So you, it was a gas grill. You go to start it, yep. and you get like a big flame ball. Yeah. So I, I pretty much singed my eyebrows off, and I was like, well, that was like really stupid. You yep. know, I can't believe that just happened. And then I um, I decided to buy him a new grill. So I got him a, uh, a Weber Genesis, which at the time, you know, for me to, to drop like 800 bucks that's, on a grill was like a really big deal. That's a and so, good piece of equipment, yeah, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a great grill. And yep. that was what I call it, my gateway grill. Yep. And so I, I bought him this really nice grill, 
and out of practicality, and I guess I was kind of a little bit of an Indian giver, I wanted to use it sure. all the time. Yeah. And so, um, so I started just grilling a lot, and um, I was also new to living in South Florida at the time, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice down here. I can, you know, enjoy grilling and being outside. And this was also around the time that I had um, started a blog to just document different stuff I was trying. You know how you'll make something and you'll be like, ah, oh, that was really good. I remember, I wish I remember what I put into it, you know? Right. And so I kind of just started a blog to just kind of document stuff that worked out and mm -hmm. it worked out well. And then it, it morphed into Grill Girl because I was, I was really getting into grilling and um, I was just thinking, you know, this is so much fun. Why are more women not grilling? You know, right. if I can do it, yeah. and I'm a total pipsqueak, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even, I'm barely 5'1". Okay, you know? yeah. And so I was like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And so I started doing these classes. Um, I called them women's grilling clinics, which is yeah. basically classes where you just get a lot of cool chicks together. We drink wine and I exposed grilling to them. And it was just kind of my way of saying, you know, this is so much fun. Uh, it's, it's not that hard, um, and check it out, you know, and, and, um, so, so that's kind of what put Grill Girl on the map and, uh, the rest is history and, and I've been doing it a long time and, you know, of course the website's had its, its ups and downs, you know, it definitely, I'm sure it got, um, less love once I had a baby and I was quite distracted, <laughs> yeah. but my, my son's now four. So I, I, you know, he's, he, um, He's a little uh, easier now, and and uh, I've really been diving back into it in the past couple of years. And yeah. I think, as you know, in, in the the online world and, and just the world we live in, um, you you always have to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. So luckily, the site has has um, been around for a long time. But I'm I'm evolving. It's evolving. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah. But at the end of the day, the the goal is to um, empower others to grill and and enjoy being outside and, and cover everything related to outdoor cooking. That is awesome. So what does uh, a week in the life of Grill Girl uh, typical week look like? Yeah. So, if, you know, if there's such a thing as a typical week, I guess. But Yeah. You know, lately things have been a bit, getting a little bit crazier with the, the stuff I've been grilling just because um, I think I mentioned to you we – we just uh, bought 20 acres and we're building a house. So yeah. I've been experimenting with uh, things like wild boar, nice. which is uh, definitely something I haven't had the experience of doing um, before. And, and it's actually delicious. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm like a lot of people out there. Like, you know, I'd say when I do my longer cooks, mm -hmm. it's on the weekend. Yeah. And what I like to do kind of uh, your, your easier stuff during the week. You sure, know, I, I would say like my... Probably like one of my go-to things I do is like smoked chicken thighs on my pellet smoker or, um, you know, on the Weber and, and then, you know, do a bunch of those and then repurpose them into dinner a couple different ways. Yeah. And then, you know, on the, on the weekends, I, I really try to experiment more and do some recipe development. So, um, you know, it could be anything from like, if you just saw, I just did some keto barbecue pizzas for like uh, Smithfield or Colombian style hot dogs, which is kind of an an homage to um, my my living in Miami for ten years. Right. You know, yep. everyone in Miami is is from Latin America right. or the Caribbean. Yeah. So, um, and then the latest thing I've been working on, believe it or not, and this sounds super crazy, and I'm sure everyone in Canada is going to be like, "Wow, that girl is totally nuts." Um, actually, everyone in the U.S. thinks that too. <laughs> uh, but believe it or not, here in Florida, and if you know anything about Florida, you know. 
we end up getting a lot of invasive species down right. here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, believe it or not, um, the iguanas are, are kind of okay. out of control right now, yep. believe it or not. And um, so Fish and Wildlife has actually directed people to kill them, um, you know, and so out of out of kind of craziness, out of something that stir, uh, spurred from me just mentioning something in, on my Instagram story, mm-hmm. like, wow, life is crazy these days. I have al- an alligator living in my backyard, which is totally true, yep. um, uh, you know, to try and wild, wild boar. And then I mentioned, you know, my, my good girlfriend's killed like 16 iguanas in her yard. Wow. Um, so I happened to mention that and someone, um, someone else on Instagram was like, oh, well, iguana's delicious. And I'll share my, my grandmother's recipe from Panama with you. Oh, and I was like, what? And so it was like the re- record scratch, like, what? Yeah, record? Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, so believe it or not, I'm actually working on an iguana recipe. Nice. People call it, um, I know it sounds so nuts, and never in a million years did I ever think, I'm going to try iguana. But the point is that people are throwing these animals in the garbage, and it feels like such a waste, Absolutely, right? Like, yeah. I've, I've actually met people who keep a freezer to store the iguanas that they they shoot um until trash day you know so i guess they yeah. don't rot in the trash right. so yeah. i thought you know why don't i develop a recipe because it feels so wasteful absolutely for people to be doing this mm-hmm. so um that is like kind of the craziest recipe i'm working on right well, that's, now yeah <laughs> Not I've, typical, but yeah. i thought you know at least it would bring awareness yeah, you know sure. um to to something that's going on here and yeah. and to even um, kind of the larger things that happen, like another thing I, I put on my site, and this is kind of Florida specific, but no one's immune to this, is, is uh, if you've ever heard of the lionfish, the lionfish is, is a, uh, a fish that's actually based out of Asia, but is is going crazy in the U.S., and I wouldn't be okay. surprised if they start even seeing them up towards Canada, because they've been spotted in Maine, oh, and they yeah. are decimating um, basically the biodiversity of the oceans, because they have no natural predators over here, and they eat right. everything. Yeah. So, a lot of people have started um, making recipes with them, and like in the islands and the Caribbean, they have the, the expression, eat them to beat them. So, mm-hmm. I, you will even find recipes for those kind of things on my site, because, you know, I, I try to be aware of, of what's going on, and um, but those are some of the crazier things, but you know, some of actually my, the most popular recipe on my website, that's not totally nuts is, uh, my better than sex brisket. I noticed that. Yeah. And, uh, really what it, what it is, is a hybrid of two very good pitmasters recipes. Um, Chris Lilly, um, if, if you know, Chris Lilly from yep. Big Bob Gibson's barbecue yep. and Adam Perry Lang. Right. And so it's just really a, a flavor match in heaven you know you nice. can't go wrong with with that hybrid of a recipe and yeah. i'm sure having the word sex that's a little attention i'm sure yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so but those are some of the things i like to do and you know at the end of the day i i do like to experiment um you know if you look at my i i actually wrote a cookbook about electric smoking yes. which yeah you know, I wasn't actually doing a lot of electric smoking before they positioned, I mean, before they asked me about writing the book, I was doing smoking and mm-hmm. grilling. Yeah. Um, but some of the, my favorite recipes on their book are, are things like a smoked tri-tip. You know, I, mm-hmm. I hadn't done as, I'd done more smoked chicken, smoked pork, and I had the brisket recipe, but I was actually um, discovering that some, some like beef itself, especially with the right wood, really it's like a, a great like smoke really adds another layer of flavor and so that's um those are the kind of things you'll see and, and also experimenting 
with with different like flavor profiles like and I'm empowering like in my book you'll see I like to teach people how to add smoke as a flavor into other ingredients so they can continue to layer smoke on so mm-hmm. things like um smoke your own spices right yeah. so um which you know is, is actually pretty easy to do if you have a pellet smoker too because you're already infusing everything with smoke and then if you go and do something like buy a smoker tube which they're like 20 bucks on amazon absolutely and that just gives you that extra push and then you can smoke your own salt smoke your own pepper smoke your own paprika yeah and then you know even if you're not grilling or smoking you can add a little touch of that and you get that smoke flavor and it really just kind of ups the ante so so yeah i like to experiment that's awesome uh, yeah, but you know there are nights I won't lie that it's a frozen pizza night because hey, my ass is worn out. Got to do it. You got to do it. Absolutely. Um, juggle is real. So, yeah. Uh, if you get a mom and trying to juggle it all, as, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we got to trying to make dinner last night and realized we'd or I'd missed getting a two or three ingredients, so it was a eat out night, and we'll try that one tonight. You know, so. Exactly. Some, some some days it just happens. Yep. You know, you try for the best, and thank God that you can you can call somebody. That's right. <laughs> uh, so talk about the website. Other than the recipes, what are folks going to find at uh, at the website? You know, so um, I have for a long time been running a lot of content specific to certain types of grills. So mm-hmm. you'll see. Um, I have a lot of big green egg content. I have a lot of pellet smoker specific content. I have a lot of pit barrel content. Um, But, and then I also try to try to teach um, the basics. Like I feel like even like a Weber kettle is like the democratization of grills. So I try to teach people like, you know, you don't need even a $500 grill. You can make really kick ass ribs on a kettle just by knowing how to use it the right way. So, you know, I'll I'll, uh, do how to content like that. Um, but you'll also see a lot of like uh, healthier content because, you know, everyone thinks that I'm naturally thin and no one, I don't think anyone, you know, I, I like to eat clearly. Yep. I started the website, right? Yep. So I do have to watch it because I'm, I, like I said, I'm a pipsqueak. I can't just eat what I want. So I've been eating low carb before low carb was cool. Yep. You know, like keto is such a buzzword right now. And it it's is. funny because I, I tried keto about, um, Let's see, four years ago, I actually wrote an article on my site, you know, what are the core differences between keto, paleo, and the bulletproof diet? Because you've probably heard, you know, bulletproof coffee, and now you're seeing all these bulletproof uh, products in the stores. But the good thing about grilling and smoking, right, is that it's always been kind of low carb if you don't throw all that other junk on the side to go with it. Indeed, yep. I've always told people, you know, grilling just lean protein and veggies is the way to go. It's, it's once you add the baked beans or, or the, the potato salad at a cookout and all that stuff, that's, that's like killing your diet. Indeed, you know? yeah. Um, but so you'll see a lot of, I like try to skew it healthy, but, um, I, I do throw even things like desserts in. So, sure. um, one thing I, I just put on the website recently is cedar planked peaches, which is great. Um, like in, in the summer when, mm-hmm. when peaches come into season, yeah. I, and I, you know, as I mentioned, I just like to experiment. So, mm-hmm. Cooking on planks is another way, which I think is a great way to, A, you've got really cool presentation, right? You know, um, but it's it's also just a great way to add flavor. So um, cedar plank peaches with yeah. um, mascarpone and a drizzle of honey. And nice. you, you've got like a, a super easy, simple uh, dessert recipe that, that's also really great for entertaining when you have people over because they're like, wow, you know, and they, yeah. um, it just looks cool. Yeah. So, 
so I do everything from even even grilled cocktails. You'll see mm-hmm. um, that's kind of something I've always had been known for was grilled cocktails and, and desserts, of course, because I do have a sweet tooth. Um, so so yeah, I like to do everything on the grill. I, I don't think it needs to be limited to just your proteins, as as we know. So yeah. you, you'll find a cocktail recipe, awesome, uh, or two, or three, or four yeah. <laughs> on the site as well. Yeah. And I noticed uh, you do have, you know, the basics too. I noticed you had, did have a video, how to light a, a gas grill. Yeah. So I actually did a series called Grill School. Yeah. And um, I had thought about like trying to figure out how to launch them and maybe even do it like, like paid classes. But mm-hmm. really like what it ended up being was um, let's get more people learning how to grill. So, so these classes probably aren't for the core demographic of hardcore barbecue no. people and but what my goal is is to get more people thinking about cooking over fire and and more females too right or or younger people who may not have been exposed to this type of stuff mm-hmm. so um i feel like there's a lot of content out there that's like you know uh smoking and and pretty hardcore recipes but some people don't even know the basics right. on how to create a direct and indirect zone or how to start a charcoal grill you know um I do some consulting sometimes for, for different brands and mm-hmm. it's amazing. I think people take for granted that a lot of people don't know that stuff, yeah. you know, they think about when you even go to like a home Depot or um, like your, your average kind of like retail store, you can buy a bag of charcoal, but they don't sell a lot of times you don't even, they don't sell like a chimney starter or the, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the paraffin wax cubes anywhere near it. So you wouldn't know how to start it without lighter fluid unless someone told you, yeah. you know? So, so I, I was just kind of, I, I really feel like it's, um, I, I feel like educating people is the way to go mm-hmm. um, because this is, grilling and barbecue is, I feel like a, a great uniter. I mean, food is a uniter, right? Absolutely. So, um, and, and I feel like, especially in America, things are very divided these days. So the, the more we can unite over food, the better. And, and I think you can do that by educating and, and really getting everybody on the same level. Yeah, you know? So that's, that's kind of what's behind the series. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, stay tuned. I, I do look forward to launching more kind of more in-depth stuff, too, yeah. that's coming. So so you'll see that as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I think it was Wayne Mueller from Louis Mueller in Texas. I heard him saying once that, you know, the whole idea of, of barbecue is it's gathering with friends and family around the fire and i've said that a bunch of times that's uh it just it brings people together right it really does yeah. you know and you know uh, food food is a uniter as it should be and it's it's something you do three times a day so you might you know it's it's an opportunity to make it fun and enjoy it so um i think that's why we all share this great passion you know yeah. in the barbecue community too it's it's really a lot of nice people i feel like it's my extended family and and you know with the exception of of some people that can be snarky i've i've really made some some nice friends it's so a, it's yeah. it's a blessing for sure yeah and I, i've told my story that the way uh, kind of how i got into this whole thing uh was down in texas i'd go down there for work once a year to houston area and was on a barbecue little run and meeting all these incredible people and seeing these awesome places and i as much for myself wanted to put it down somewhere so I started a blog and the blog morphed into a website which morphed into the podcast so yeah it's the the people that's what got me into this whole thing so you got bit by the bug I sure did absolutely yeah it's a good bug to catch for sure it is it is yeah Uh, we're going to take just a real quick break here for a word from an Alberta podcast network sponsor and then we're going to jump back into a few other things here with Robin (laughs) 
Alberta loves its forests and its shows. In the last 20 years alone, Alberta's forest industry planted and nurtured 2 billion trees. Strategic harvesting is helping slow the spread of the mountain pine beetle. Take that, you scourge of infestation! Oh, <clears throat> and Alberta's forest industry creates enough green energy to power four cities the size of Grand Prairie. If that doesn't power your heart in the process, chances are you need to learn more about your relationship with Alberta's forests. Go to loveabforests.com. All right, we are back, and I just want to make a quick mention that uh, connected with Robin via podcastguests.com, a free service uh, connecting podcast producers with expert guests. So uh, shout out to them for uh, getting me in touch with Robin here today. Super happy we got a chance to meet. Yeah, that's awesome. I was flipping through the website and went on the food one, and I, oh, I've heard of her, so I reached out, and here we are. So awesome. So talk awesome. about uh, you've done uh, all sorts of TV appearances. Uh, talk a little, little bit about uh, that line of your uh, your ventures. You know, when I when I first started the blog, there weren't as many chicks doing the grilling, and yeah. I, I honestly feel like since Instagram has come out and um, certain grill comp- like certain types of grills. Mm-hmm specifically Traeger, I think have made grilling more approachable to females. Um, I always tell people that that's just my own observation, but I, I feel like they've made it more mass market and more approachable. Um, and before the pellet smoker was more widely known, Mm -hmm. um, you didn't see as many women in just doing it. And I, and if you think about the way pellet smokers work too, um, it's kind of like an outdoor oven. Like you, you, it takes a lot of guesswork out, which I think yeah. is cool. It's, it's like another gateway grill. Right. Yep. Um, but so I started the blog. And so when people were kind of looking for a voice in the female, a voice of a female, as it relates to grilling a barbecue, there weren't a ton of us. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess that worked out well for me. Good timing. Yeah. And also because I, um, was doing these grilling classes for women. Right. Um, that was very different. And um, so, yeah, it led to me doing Chopped, like in the first, the, the, like the inaugural season. And okay. then, boy, I got to tell you, that was so crazy. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very intimidating for me because I was very early on in my blogging and right. also just grilling and cook, well, grilling career, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, but I went on, I was like, what the hell, you know, um, I always say, always try new things and get myself out of my comfort zone. And yeah. I sure as heck did. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you ever get a chance to watch it, I don't I'm sure there's probably a rerun that could be found, um, in, yeah. you know, here and there on Food Network Canada or whatever. But, yeah. um, so it was like me versus, um, Ernest Cervantes who actually won the entire series and, uh, Timothy Grandinetti and, um, Doug Kila's and it was it made for great television and I, I because I was like this like I said like the pipsqueak girl mm-hmm. I already am a pipsqueak but next to these really huge dudes yeah. <laughs> you know like Doug is like six five uh, yeah. Timothy's huge Ernest is huge um, so it made for great TV I had a non recoverable uh, like I had a bad oyster experience because I cooked some oysters that definitely weren't the kind I'm familiar with in Florida and they, they really weren't they didn't do what I like what I'd expect they didn't right. really open up they were really brittle like it just didn't my dish definitely did not come together but um but yeah so you know but it was still all the same great exposure because mm. people learned about my blog um sure. I've done even like the the cooking channel used to have and back in the day this show with Mo Roca he's like a yeah. comedian called um foodography and yeah. they highlighted my cooking class my women's grilling classes as like the new kind of trend in grilling, you know, awesome. and it was kind of cool because 
took they showed grilling literally from A to Z, starting with the cavemen to like where it was at that point in time. Um, you know, and and uh, yeah, and then even we did some. I did something on the Travel Channel called American Grilled, which. Um, got the opportunity just to meet some really nice people. Mm-hmm. So at the end of it, you know, all of these experiences just um, have just kind of widened my barbecue family, right? Like I did American Grilled, and they had me as the um, as the national judge, if you will. Okay. And I got to meet Adrian Davila, who's also had a, a decent amount of TV appearances himself, who now is like my my brother from another mother, you know. And and the other lady who was a judge, believe it or not, was an alligator farmer. And I've kept in touch with her, nice. and she lives not that far from me. And um, I was actually on a road trip in Florida, and I had the opportunity to bring my son by her alligator farm. Oh, nice! <laughs> and um, and I've even um, been experimenting with with alligator recipes. Yeah. So I just feel like all this stuff comes full circle. But mm-hmm. I think what people don't realize when you do TV is that a lot of times um, the producers will edit you to look a way that like they kind of almost want to typecast you in a certain way like um for example when i did american grilled they really wanted to cat um to cast me as like the mean judge which if you can i mean i'm not picking up on that (laughs) yeah it was like they would be like robin um you know and they would retake it and be like okay we're gonna redo this take but we need you to say something negative this time Mm. you know and so i'd be like oh okay well i didn't really have that much negative to say but okay and then they it's like they would only rerun that part you know and so then that's the persona that you're portrayed to everyone on t you know on national television so if anyone ever does get the opportunity to go on tv i would just say i would i would give a little advice to say um, yes, the exposure is great, but be careful how they edit you because um, you know you never know what they what how they want to kind of sway things. Yes. Um, so I guess that's the beauty of making your own videos these days is um, you you have control. Yeah. You know the way media has changed is it's almost like um, everything's in reverse now, mm-hmm. and, and the media industry is changing. Is that you kind of you have a lot more opportunity to kind of control your own destiny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and a regular contributor to uh, the Barbecue Central show. I am. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, I have to thank him for giving me a really kick-ass spot, like right after Stephen Reichlin. I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I follow (laughs) Stephen Reichlin. Like, um, as I mentioned, uh, I've always loved food. In in college, I wanted to actually be a nutritionist because I've also always really loved food. I've always had kind of like two loves, writing, I love writing. I used to have a food column in the in the um, the local paper, not the school paper, but actually like the local paper. Oh, yep. um, and uh, and then also, so writing, but also food. And so I, I wanted to be a nutritionist, but I saw that um, you had to take like a ton of organic chemistry and that is not my jam. So yep. I was like, all right, I think I'm gonna major in journalism instead, yep. you know? But uh, what was the point of my story? I forgot, but oh, <laughs> oh Greg, yeah. Back in the day, and this is going to make me sound so old when I say this, but remember how you could be like a member of those like CD clubs, right? Yeah, Columbia House. Yeah, like the yeah, and they would they would send you all the CDs until you were like, no, I don't want any more, and you always forgot to tell them you didn't mm-hmm. want any more, and the next thing you know, you're you. So they had like that with a cookbook. Cookbooks. Uh, okay. And Stephen Reichlin was my first grilling cookbook, and I remember I gave um, to my dad. Mm-hmm. 
for Father's Day was like the Barbecue Bible by yep. Stephen Reichlin. And that is what introduced my dad and ultimately me to grilling. Like nice. I remember that's when my dad started experimenting with beer can chicken, which of mm. course Meathead has now debunked. But I still believe in beer can chicken. Yeah. I don't care if the science has been debunked. Yeah. I like making beer can chicken. It's fun so. regardless, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking beer. Yep. Chicken's drinking beer. We're all happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, the point is, is that it's it's like so um, just awesome to follow like one of my barbecue heroes. That's and awesome. Just a true innovator in the space on yep. the show. Um, and yeah, it's it, he does a great job. And I think in in this crazy digital media environment, I'm just happy that Greg is still around. Like we started pretty early on and we're still hanging in there. Yeah, he's been at it. He's he's certainly been at it a while. Yeah, exactly. Now, I I remember when those mail order uh, clubs were cassettes before CDs. So don't feel, uh, if you want to be feeling old, that's... uh, Oh gosh. I I mean, mixtapes were my jam. Oh heck yeah. Making a mixtape for someone was like really a big deal. And now it's almost like even the the personalized playlist has kind of gone away. But Oh well, another era. I guess now you send them a SoundCloud link. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you're doing a little competition as well, on the barbecue I side. Do a little competition. You know, I I don't really consider myself a competition cook, but I do dabble in it. So sure. yep. I mean, I say that, and I guess I'm being humble in that. You know, my dad and I have been doing Memphis in May for about seven or eight years nice. um so i've definitely learned a lot about that but that's once a year yeah um so it's it's i'm not like some of those competition cooks who every weekend yeah. which is in of itself it's a whole a other endeavor yeah, yeah that's um, a whole other world yeah. yeah from a time investment standpoint yeah um and and for me i really like to color outside the box more than that kind of doing that mm. all the time would allow you know like mm. I don't think they have a category for iguana yet. So. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, you know, that's, that's been really fun just because we've, we've learned a lot about just the whole process of starting a team, yep. being on a team, met a lot of cool people that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I'm, I'm really excited about and what, and hope to do more. And I do feel like this is more of a democratization of where uh, competitions are going is um, the state competitions or they call mm-hmm. them the state cook off. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because, Really, all you need is like a kettle and some charcoal or whatever you want to bring. But yeah. you, you know, I feel like, you know, everyone's got a little bit more of a fair shot. So it's not just the people with, a, you know, you're you're on a more level playing field than if you are a competitive mm-hmm. barbecue cook who's also got a $20,000 rig or yeah. owns a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah, much, uh, much easier point of entry with the uh, with the SCA, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can show you can show up, set all your stuff up, grill a steak, and go home in the same day. Yep. You know, and um, and I think that's really the cool part about it. And yeah. I've been seeing a lot of women on the circuit really kicking some major butts. So nice. I think that's just really exciting. And even kids getting involved. Yeah. Um, my son just turned four, and he wasn't four yet. And I entered him into the kids. Um, competition for that one so yeah. but the next one that he's old enough I'm gonna have him do because I you know he's got his own little mini egg awesome. um, so I'm trying really to get him into cooking um, and into grilling mm-hmm. and actually I just put a video of us not grilling but making pancakes believe it or not paleo pancakes nice. so if you guys want to see me cooking yeah uh, pancakes with my son in my pajamas that's what we were doing no hey. makeup hey. <laughs> but 
but yeah, I think that's the future is, is really getting your kids into cooking and yep. hopefully helping them understand where food comes from Indeed. and um, being more, hopefully more attuned into what goes into it, yes. you know, so yep. Let's hope. Let's hope that's how kids feel about it. Is that they're the next generation? You know, yeah. there there is more to, to to eating than just takeout and and chicken nuggets. Yes, indeed. You know, I'm just through doing this for myself. I've had the opportunity to talk with some farms here in Alberta and visit them and bring my kids out to those. So it's uh, uh, agree with you 100. percent It's important to know where your food is coming from. So exactly that it, it does come somewhere from just you know outside of the freezer department at your local grocery absolutely. store absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh talk about some of the companies you work with uh different grill companies other things like that yeah you know i what you'll see in this in this digital environment and I'll, i guess i'll get on my soapbox for a second is that you know as i think instagram has been polarizing in, in a certain way in that a lot of people have become quote unquote brand ambassadors, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And these companies will, um, I know I'm not meaning to take it in a separate, in a different direction, but, I swear, yeah, but I swear this has a, a point is that a lot of people on like Instagram, for example, are like, I'm team this or I'm team that, you know, and, and that's great and all and good for you. But it comes to a point where if you ever want to make a career out of your passion, like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, have been trying to do as Grill Girl, you really almost have to be grill agnostic, right? Because if you, if you are like, I only cook on this, well, how can you really be an expert if you only know how to cook on one grill? Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I've I've definitely seen in the industry, you know, these companies will come to you and say. Hey, we love you. We'd love to work for you, but we only want you to cook on your this one type of grill. Right. And it's like, well, I don't think I can a pay the bills on that. And would you value me as an expert if I only know how to cook on, you know, a flat top or a griddle or only charcoal or only gas or you know whatever? So, um, I have surprisingly stayed grilled agnostic because I, I feel like. I like to have variety, obviously, but I also feel like if I want to educate people on my website on all the different types of cooking styles there are, that I need to not be a one-trick pony. So, I mean, of course, I do have my favorite types of grills yep. or, you know, companies that I've have been good to me, um, you know, and, 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 and whatnot, but for the most part, I'm not sponsored, nice. you know, like I might have a gig here and there, mm-hmm. uh, or I, you know, it's, but a lot of, a lot of it's been very ad hoc, you know, and, and also grilling season, you know, mm-hmm. which once you really hardcore get into grilling a barbecue, you know, even though I know the weather's really shitty in Canada, but, it I mean, will be. Wintertime, but, um, yeah. but that it, it's not just for the summertime, yeah. right. That you ideally want it, you're doing it year round. So, but I do have some of my favorite grills. I mean, I, I've been cooking on a Green Mountain Grill. It's a pellet smoker mm-hmm. for a long time, and, yep. and they're just a very nice company. Um, you know, and my Gateway Grill was a Weber, and, and they really haven't sponsored me a ton. I've had some one-off projects with them, but I do yep. think they're a very good grill. Yep. Um, my first my first grill wasn't a Genesis. I've had a performer for years, okay. and I do love my performer because I, I feel like that is a great grill because it, it kind of takes um, a lot of the – the hassle of when you do cook on charcoal out because at least you have the starter built in right so you can it kind of speeds the process up mm-hmm. um so you know I've, I've i've been cooking on an egg for a long time as well um and then i try new stuff you know i'm yeah. always trying new stuff because i i think that's what it's all about 
Um, and I, and the industry continues to evolve, mm-hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, I think that one of the most fun ways to cook is over a campfire with some a cast iron, right? That's go. probably yep. what, that's what the Cowboys said. Yep. Um, that's what our, our ancestors were doing. Um, so I, I feel like just getting back to basics is what it's all about sometimes too. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, I had, uh, Danielle Bennett on a while back. And we talked a little bit about being a woman in the the grilling and barbecue business. Have you any thoughts there, challenges you've encountered? Yeah, I actually, um, I think that we as women in the barbecue business and or grilling business need to lift each other up mm-hmm. instead of being competitive against each other. Yeah. Um, and, and really what I want to try to do with my site is being grillgirl.com is, uh, is, is really... Uh, highlight other women Mm -hmm. doing this right and what is that expression you know a rising rising raises all ships ships. yeah yep um there have been a lot of i'd say specifically to who you just brought up some some very catty women in this industry for no Mm -hmm. reason like we should all be supporting each other and so um i think that's just a parting note that we you know and there's no like woman that was the first anymore. Lots of chicks are grilling. So yep. You can't really claim ownership to that anymore. So yep. we all just need to embrace it and lift each other up and be a community and not be um, not be mean to each other because then that just um, kind of reiterates that stereotype that women can be catty. And yep. who wants that? Well, that's not not bad advice across the board, right? Just be nice to everybody and uh, take care of each other and you know be a much there, better world, yep, right? There, there was this guy named Jesus, yeah. and um, he had this saying, you know, treat other people like you'd like to be treated, and I think that's a good that's a good way to think about it. Not a, not a bad way to go at all, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, any kind of quick advice? Uh, you, you've, you've done a good job of kind of building this uh, into a business for yourself. Any advice to people kind of starting out in that, looking to grow what they're doing into a bit of a business? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've definitely learned a lot, and I'm sure I've made a lot of mistakes, um, but I one thing I would tell you is when you sign on, if you ever do a sponsored post with someone, mm-hmm. make sure to read the fine print. Make sure that you are not signing your life over to them, because right. a lot of these big companies um, can be really overreaching in their, their legal stuff. You know, um, if, if you're just like, hey, I want to do a sponsored Instagram post, or you know something that might pay you seven hundred bucks. Check to see what you're signing yourself into, mm-hmm. um, because they've probably their contracts have been written by lawyers and corporations with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And just make sure you don't get yourself hurt, and make sure you don't get yourself hurt in you know in exchange for that maybe seven hundred and fifty dollar post yeah. that now you've accidentally missed the fact that you can't work with anyone else in the grilling industry right. or the charcoal industry. You know, so just read the fine print. Um, the other thing is, I think everyone thinks that Instagram is the the holy grail right now, um, and a lot of brands get really focused on followers, and followers are great, but also you have to think about it. There's a lot of people early on in Instagram that game the system, and there are people that buy followers, Absolutely. and you have to have a conversation with these brands and, and reframe it, right, and say... It's not just about followers, it's about engagements and the conversations we're having. So the, right. the metric that's really much more valuable is engagements per post mm-hmm. and the kind of conversations you're generating. Um, so you know, even if you're LeBron James or whoever and you might you know, be in a Sprite ad, 
but um, people don't talk about Sprite. They only talk about LeBron being a good or bad basketball player. Then was that an effective ad? Right. right? Yep. So, um, so if if you're not kind of part of that conversation, it's all about followers. Then then it's just it's a missed opportunity, right? So it's really about the relationships that you're building, and then also you know. Again, to the point of Instagram, it's one of the many social networks. I think a lot of people are placing a lot of um, focus on Instagram, but there's still a lot of traffic on places like Facebook. Like I was kind of ignoring Facebook and not doing as much on Instagram. But yep. if you have a website, Facebook will still generate much more traffic mm -hmm. to your website than Instagram will because people don't go off platform for yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you can't with places. yeah no link, so it's a uh, friction, right? Exactly, and you're only going to be able to give a live link once you hit those 10,000 followers yep. for your story, and then that goes away after 24 hours anyway, so yep. um, Instagram is great from a kind of branding and visibility standpoint, but if you're building a website and a business where you sell stuff, it's one of your many tools in your toolkit. Mm -hmm. um, believe it or not, Pinterest is a great place for traffic, and I think a lot of um, barbecue and grilling people might uh, ignore it. Mm -hmm. But um, there, I'm seeing a lot more big green egg people on there, mm -hmm. and I know I, I really put together a very um, uh, I put together a Pinterest strategy, and it's definitely helped in traffic. And awesome. so, getting the traffic is what helps you actually monetize your site because mm -hmm. you can't make any money on it until you actually have the traffic there. Right. And if you get enough traffic on your website, then you can get accepted into an ad network that will pay better than Google Ads because Google Ads don't pay for crap. Yeah. So these are all things that kind of build on each other, but. These are things that I, you know, as I mentioned, I kind of have had to even reinvent Grill Girl because you know what worked 10 years ago, stuff changes. Yeah. Um, I had a baby. I kind of, you know, it was like I, I kind of had to check myself back in and be mm -hmm. like, all right, what's going on in 2018 and 2019 because it's yeah. not what worked five years ago yeah. or, you know, so, and that's the other thing is you just, you always have to continue to reinvent yourself and and see um, and look at trends and just be agile. I think that's what's hard is that the digital space is ever changing and mm -hmm. I think you just have to kind of learn to morph with it. And that's probably why um, digital natives who grew up with a, a phone in their hand, I mean, I know my son, I, he could he could swipe on my phone before he could talk, yeah, right? Like yeah. all that stuff will come natural to him. Yeah, it's but, a whole different world, absolutely. But for me, these are things that we learned, you know, after the fact. Yes, so. indeed. But those are things I've learned. So if they help you guys, I that makes me happy. Awesome. Because, um, yeah, it's a, it's a wild world out there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, where can folks uh, find Grill Girl? Yeah, so just go to grillgirl.com. Yeah. You, can, you can find me there. Um, you can follow me on, on Instagram. I'm at, at grillgirlrobin, and it's Robin with a Y. Yeah. Um, and also the same for uh, Twitter and, and YouTube and Pinterest. Awesome. So, and stay tuned, you guys. Um, as I had chatted with you before, like grillgirl.com is, is really all about grilling, but I, I am starting this new chapter in my life where mm -hmm. um, we're building a house on 20 acres. And it's, I feel like a little bit like, I don't know if you guys had this show in Canada, but it was that show Green Acres where yep. they moved from the city to the country. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> that song's been playing in my head lately, yep. but I'm going to be highlighting that part of my, awesome. my um, of life on the site. So I guess... I can't believe I'm saying this, and this goes to show that whatever you say you'll never do will yeah. always come back to bite you in the ass. Um, but I guess I'm kind of starting a lifestyle component on my blog, believe oh, it right. or not, um, yeah. but just kind of documenting our, our crazy adventures and home building and 
homesteading, I guess, yeah, what you yeah. call it. So Awesome. That's very yeah. exciting. We'll be watching the adventure for sure. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank uh, you, and thank you for having me on. It's great to meet you, and it's, yes. it's always great to expand my, my barbecue family. Yeah, last uh, last question. What is uh, Robin's go-to meal? Well, I'd have to say the chicken thighs are kind of my go-to meal, but yeah. also, honestly, ch- I think uh, chicken wings. Yeah. I love chicken yeah. wings. Chicken wings and beer. Grilled chicken wings, but if I can't get them grilled, fried's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always like, you know, if you go to a restaurant too, and you're like, uh, I don't know about this restaurant, but I can still get wings. Wings, yeah. (laughs) Always a good uh, last option, right? Exactly. But I think they're a great vehicle to uh, try out lots of different flavor combos, lots Mm -hmm. of fun marinades. Um, So if you like chicken wings, I actually have a ton of really fun, creative, um, crowd-pleasing chicken wing recipes on my website. Uh, awesome. If you look at my um, the West Indies wings recipe, it's kind of Caribbean-inspired, but nice. it's coconut milk, ginger, curry, uh, habanero hot sauce. I have another one that's a, um, uh, it's like a uh, kind of Indonesian-inspired, mm-hmm. which is uh, lemongrass, but you can also substitute lime, garlic, cilantro, um, a little bit of turmeric, uh, so just a lot of fun recipes if you love ch- chicken Indeed. wings, which clearly I do. I actually, one day I want to publish a book about chicken wings. My, my husband and I have this rolling joke mm-hmm. that this is a, a terrible story, but I put this like little pad of paper next to the toilet. And every time someone uses that toilet, whoever it is, they write down a chicken wing recipe. And I was just like, <laughs> and we were like, okay, we're going to publish this book and we're going to call it my shitty book of wings. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but... So anyway, that's my crowdsourced uh, chicken wing uh, recipe book idea. So that's uh, clearly hasn't been written yet, uh, or it's not you know it hasn't been published yet. But that's um, that's how much I love chicken wings. Awesome. Just so you know, that's a good one. I like it. Robin, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time this evening. Uh, check out Grill Girl, folks, and uh, stay tuned for all of uh, Robin's new adventures coming up. Thanks, Robin. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. Thank you again to Grill Girl Robin Linders. Be sure to check her out at grillgirl.com. I'll have all her social media links in the show notes. Wherever you are, I encourage you to get out and support your local barbecue joints. If you visit eatmorebarbecue.ca, you'll find a listing of all the great barbecue joints in Alberta. As you go about your day, don't forget to spread a little love and positivity to those around you. Say hello to a stranger or hold the door open for someone. It can be something as simple as that. Hit me up on social to let me know about your barbecue adventures. I'm on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. The email is EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.